This week, we are talking about being stable humans versus flighty ones. It's important. Let's go. This is Made for This Podcast, and I'm Jenny Allen. Thanks to Stamps.com for supporting Made for This. Stop wasting time going to the post office and go to Stamps.com instead. Use code MADEFORTHIS to get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. And now, here's Jenny. Guys, I just want to say, hey, thanks for sticking with me. I know for many of you, you have been listening for a long time. You have been listening for months, maybe even a year and a half, two years, however long we've been doing this. And some of you are brand new and we are so glad you're here. We have so much fun here. I just love, love, love this community. And and let me tell you why, because I haven't said it in a while. This is a place where I feel like I get to disciple a lot of people. And that is my passion and that is my heart. For me, I feel like you're in my living room and we're walking through scripture together and we're talking about real issues and how to apply these things, just like I do with the girls I disciple in my living room. And and somebody reached out to me last night, actually, I was speaking somewhere and they said, hey, they came up to me afterwards and said, hey, do you ever disciple or mentor people? And I was like, you know, I do. I have a group already, but I'm maxed out. And here's the reality. I didn't tell her this, but but I'll tell all of you this. This is my way of discipling you. I would love for you to be my living room. That would be way more fun. I would see your eyeballs. We would have a lovely time. I would make you cookies. I have the best place. I get snickerdoodle, cookie dough, and I would make them for you. You know, I don't make them myself, but you know, I cook them. And I would do it for you. And we would have an incredible conversation about God and faith. But reality is I can't have all of you in my living room. And this is a way for me to feel like I can't. And I pray that this is encouraging you, discipling you, causing you to grow, causing you maybe if you are someone who's curious about God or maybe hurt by the church, I hope you found a safe place to to grow and to consider God again or to consider the local church again. These are my dreams. These are our hopes. And and if you're here and you are a strong believer, but, but maybe you live in a small town, I hope you feel like this is your family and your community. I know we're not in person and I know we can't you know, eat cookies together. But all that to say, I just really value this and I really value you. And I thank you for listening. I I will never get over how many of you listen. We look at it every, you know, few weeks, we'll look at the numbers. And I mean, this in the last 30 days, we have had a million downloads. This is wild. I Not in my wildest dreams did I imagine a podcast that and a YouTube that would reach that far. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being part of this journey with us. Okay, let's go. We're talking about being stable versus flighty. And I don't know about you, but this is hitting a little too close to home. I am ADD. Many of you know that. I have talked about that in other episodes. I am flighty. I just am. I forget people's birthdays. I forget people's names. I am forgetful. And I sometimes am scattered and I don't drive really well. I'm not a great driver. I've got a lot of things that define flighty for my life. And my husband would not sit here and go, no, baby, you you aren't flighty. He would absolutely nod and, and not say anything, but he would nod. And, and all the people in my life would. I mean, I've got coworkers right now helping me record this. And I'm sure they're back there going, yes, she's very flighty. But here's what I can say. I don't want to be, and I don't want to settle for that. And I've worked really hard to not let that define me. And we're talking about being a healthy human and we're taking different compartments of our life. And and this one, really what we're going to talk about is putting our head down and doing what we say we're going to do and how powerful that is in a culture where largely a lot of people are flighty. 
A lot of people are distracted. A lot of people are staring at their phones more than doing what they're supposed to do. And so we're going to talk about what that looks like for us as we follow Jesus and live a more healthy, full life. But I got to start by being really honest and saying, you know what? This is a struggle for me. I'm not super stable. I'm up and down every day. I come home and my husband looks at me and he's like, bad day. And it was, you know, and it's all over my face. And then the next day, it's like a great day. And I'm excited and I love work. And that's kind of how I am. I'm just wired that way. I'm wired to live on this kind of roller coaster. And I'm going to be convicted with all of you is my point. All right, let's look at scripture. First Thessalonians 4. And I'm going to start with verse 9 here. Now, concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. Basically, he's saying, I don't need to tell you this. You know this. You got to love one another. You got to take care of one another. You've got to esteem one another. You've got to appreciate one another and lift each other up and encourage one another. It says in other verses. And he basically says, this is so obvious. I don't even need to say it. I'm going to say it anyway, because you know what? It's hard to do, but it's obvious. Now, in our culture today, it should be obvious as well. We aren't very good at it. But let's look at what he says next, because it's not what I would expect Apostle Paul to say. He says, for that indeed, loving one another, for that indeed is what you are doing to all the brothers throughout Macedonia. But we urge you to do this more and more. And this is what he says next. But we urge you, brothers, to do this more and more, to love one another more and more, and add to your love an aspiration to live quietly. <laughs> I feel like all these verses, I think we've talked about these verses on the podcast before. I think these verses were written for this generation. You ready? It's only going to get worse or better, depending on your view. To aspire to live a quiet life, to mind your own affairs, and to work with your hands as we instructed you so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. Yes, we have definitely talked about these verses before in a different context. I am using them today because I think this is a vision for how we are stable people. And these verses lay out a way to do life with stability rather than flighty, up and down, crazy living. So number one, live a quiet life. What does he mean? Often, the Apostle Paul, throughout these letters that he wrote to local churches, he often says things about busybodies, gossips, people not controlling their tongue. He saw that everybody was in each other's business, which is adorable because you know what? They all lived on top of each other. They all were in pagan societies where they depended on each other as believers, and yet they still were getting in trouble, y'all. They were still getting in trouble, just like us. They were still hurting each other and causing trouble. And so I think what he means by live a quiet life, he obviously didn't wasn't referring to social media, but he was talking about don't cause trouble. Like don't go around running your mouth and stirring up conflict and causing things to happen that cause destruction. Mind your own business. That's one way I know that's what he's talking about because he basically is saying, hey, put your head down and take care of your stuff. This morning, I posted on Instagram and I talked about circles. And I talked about how I assume the best about people because it's a happier way to live. Now, I know that, I know, I'm not dumb. I know that there are plenty of times that people have ill attention to me. But what I know also is I can control my circle. And I can think about that or I can just be like, you know what? They're probably having a bad day. I can assume that they probably aren't mad at me. 
that they probably forgot to include me in that group text to go somewhere fun. I can just assume the best and not make it drama and not cause trouble. I can mind my own circle, mind the circle drawn around me and my business, and I can choose joy. I can choose to still like people that offend me. I can still choose to be grateful for relationships in my life that aren't perfect because I can make the choice to assume the best. And it's such a more fun way to live. It is such a more fun way to live. Mind your own business, mind your own circle, and to work with your hands. Now, what does he mean? Does he mean we all need a manual labor job? No, he means get busy. He means a lot of the trouble we get into that causes us to be flighty and scattered and irresponsible and to not cause thriving to happen in our lives has to do with the fact that we are lazy and we are bored and we are looking for trouble. We are looking for drama. One of the reasons I assume the best about people is I'm just too busy to analyze it. (laughs) I've got too much going in a day to give a lot of my mind space to what someone else thinks about me, what someone else did or didn't do, if someone else likes me or doesn't. I don't have, I don't, I just don't have the margin because God has given me tasks. I have a row in the field of God's to sow, to plant, to harvest, and I am sticking to my row and I'm taking care of my business. I am working with my hands and my life to build something beautiful and that God would be pleased with. And I really don't have time to look at everybody else's rows and think about it and compare and wonder because my row is is full and busy. And some of you are thinking, Jenny, that's great. I would love to be busy. I would love a vision for my life. I would love to do something like If Gathering and write books and all that. I don't have those opportunities. Yes, you do. You have opportunities, good works that God has prepared in advance for you to do. I know this because scripture promises it. He promises that if you are a believer, then he prepared good works in advance for you to do for the kingdom to grow. And that might be in the midst of your job. That might be in the midst of your neighborhood. That might be in the midst of your school, your college campus. That will be somewhere. Hey guys, Christmas is upon us. And if you're looking for ways to skip the trip to the post office, like I am, and dodge all of that crazy holiday shopping traffic, you can save time and money with stamps.com. What's great about stamps.com is it lets you compare rates, print labels, and access exclusive discounts on UPS and USPS services all year long. It just makes a lot of sense. So I know some of you listening are maybe selling things online or you're running an office or a side hustle, or if you just have to send a lot of gifts, guys. Stamps.com can save you so much time, money, and stress during the holidays. You can access all of the post office and UPS shipping services you need without taking the trip. And what's great about them too is that you get discounts that you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS. Going to the post office instead of using stamps.com is kind of like taking the stairs instead of the elevator. So if you're just going up a couple floors, sure, take the stairs. Walking 30 flights a day, you could use a break. So if you could spend more than a few minutes a week dealing with mailing and shipping, stamps.com is a lifesaver. Save time and money this holiday season with stamps.com. Sign up with promo code made for this for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code made for this. And now, back to Jenny. 
have a friend that she was very anxious and very, very anxious and about to get on medicine. And before she got on medicine, she told me, she was like, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to organize my life because I feel really scattered and I feel really bored and I I just don't think I'm thriving. So I'm going to organize all that. And if on the other side of me organizing my life, then I, and I'm still this anxious, I will get on medicine. I promise. And so here's what she did. She started working out. She started spending time with friends. She started, she joined a small group. She started a job, a bigger job that was more demanding. And all of a sudden, I don't even know what's happened, but she's not even talking about medicine anymore. Now she's talking, my friend is talking about um, her job and her relationship with her coworkers and her goals of where she wants to be. And her eyes kind of lifted from chaotic circumstances that were disorganized to a more structured life that that had a flow. And her kids are are thriving and she's thriving. And, and it just, it's funny. I, I don't think the job cured her anxiety. I'm not saying that. Certainly there's a time for medicine, but I do think structure played a part in causing her to not be all over the place and to have more rails in her life, more expectations in her life to get out of bed and to do the things that God laid before her to do. And it gave her a lot of purpose. It gave her more people in her life. She wasn't so isolated at home all the time. And I just believe that there is a way to thriving in these few verses that so beautiful and so simple. And it's do your job, do your work. And I'm not talking about necessarily going to get a job. Some of you are stay-at-home moms and your hands are full. Don't don't hear me saying that. I am saying that is a job. And, And what is the job? What is the work in front of you? And to do that well with all your heart as unto the Lord, and and to stay busy. There is something about work that God intended for us, whether it's wiping off breakfast tables or teaching a Bible study on your campus or being employed by Chick-fil-A. There is something about building beauty and taking chaos and bringing order to our own lives and to others' lives. And so when we're not doing that, for our own kids or our own home or or our workplace or our college classes and campus, when we're not doing that, I do think we are actually choosing more chaos in our lives. And this is how it ends. So that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. He's saying, don't be a burden. Show up. Do your stuff. Take care of yourself. Live a quiet life. Put your head down. Don't gossip. Don't be petty. Mind your business, take care of your row that God's given you, and outsiders are going to look in on your life and they are going to be moved towards your God. That's what he's saying is don't be a burden to anyone. Take care of your business and thriving will come. We don't want to be flighty people. And some of you know what I mean, and I am speaking from the flightiest one of us all, but you know what I've done? I've, I've worked hard. I've worked, I work hard, I would say, every day to keep my commitments, to show up when I say, I'm going to show up, to not overflow a schedule with everything I want to do, but to say no so that I can do the things that I know I'm supposed to do, to show up for my kids, to to be there when they get out of school if I can be, and to ask about their day, and to mind my little plot that he's given me, to take care of my little circle, my little business that he's given me. And when we do that well, outsiders look on and say, I respect them. I notice that. It's different. They pay their bills. They take care of their people. They love people, real people that they do life with. They, they show up. 
And to be that kind of person causes other people to want our God. And when we're not, it causes people to not want our God. And we need to be honest about that. This matters. Being a healthy person, it's not just about our own personal happiness. It's about reflecting God. It's about being an ambassador of Christ. That we show the world Christ's love. We show the world Christ's integrity. We show the world Christ's work ethic because we are His ambassadors. We are the extension of Him. So this matters that outsiders would want to be like us, would want to be with us, and would want our God. Hey guys, before you turn off the episode, I want to make sure that you know that Jenny has kids books. Did you know that? She has written the most amazing series. It's a five book series called The Story of God. My kids love reading these books. They are meaningful and they are written in first person God to your child. And so they're simple and they tell the story of God all the way from creation to heaven. And so as you go into this holiday season, I'm telling you, this would be such a special gift for your kids, for the kids in your life. And all five books are beautifully illustrated and they are in this gorgeous like keepsake box that has gold foil on the box. They are so beautiful and truly a book that you'll keep forever. You can go to theolaby.com, that's T-H-E-O-L-A-B-Y.com, and you can find the Story of God series there. If you use the code podcast, you can get free shipping. So go hurry. We want you guys to get these books in time for Christmas, and we are shipping the complete set right now. So go to T-H-E-O-L-A-B-Y.com, and you can use the promo code podcast at checkout to get free shipping. We want your kids to understand the story of God and God's love for them this Christmas season. We'll see you next time for another episode of the Made for This podcast. Podcast.